Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast, where I am going to take you into a deep exploration of what it means to exist in this current reality. We are going to raise your vibes, open your mind, expand your heart, and dive deep into the wondrous mysteries and possibilities of this lifetime. There's been a spiritual catalyst that has set in motion the awakening process of many across the globe to return to the knowingness of self and unite what has been separated. Together, we're going to bring light into that darkness. We're going to remember the joy of living. But most of all, we're going to turn up the volume of our own eternal power and do the thing we're here to do. Welcome back to another episode of the Enlighten Up podcast. Today, I have a brand new guest to introduce to you. Her name is Jean Hansen, and she's a certified higher guidance life coach, energy healer, and she is the co-owner of Realign Your Life Wellness Center in Meza, Arizona. She as well is the author of Trust Your Higher Guidance, Align Your Life to Manifest the Joy and Success You Deserve. And as a higher guidance life coach and medium, she works with her clients' spirit guides to help them align their lives with their purpose. Jean, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me, Nicole. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, I've been meaning to get you on. It's just funny how um, emails work and everything gets buried in in the in the <laughs> dust. And I've had some of my clients come visit you at your center in Arizona because you have two uh, harmonic eggs, which I've discussed in one of my previous episodes. Yes, and I I heard that episode with the skeptic metaphysicians. Yeah, and so yeah, we have two. We've got the only two eggs in Arizona. And so we've actually had people come up from all over um, and even California, they've come over. So if they don't have it in their area, they come to see us. <laughs> wow. And so if, if I remember correctly, someone doesn't necessarily have to be in the harmonic egg, though. You can put a picture of them in the egg or. Yeah. I mean, like just about all energy healing modalities, you can, we can do remote sessions with the harmonic egg. The, the downside is you don't get the very cool experience of being inside of it with all the colors and everything, but, um, but yeah, it works just as effectively. And we've got people that have been doing remote sessions for themselves and even their pets. And so we, we do put your picture inside the egg with it, the intention. So we handle it just like a regular harmonic egg session. Um, and if it's your pet, we get a picture of your pet and we do the same thing. Wow. How very cool. Well, we're going to have to get into some of the stories of the harmonic egg, but before we get there, um, you know, you've had a very, you know, full life and you're, you know, you're doing this beautiful spiritual work and healing. Have you always been in, into this? Have you always been having this as your life path? Uh, not at all. <laughs> uh, well, you know, when I was young and, and growing up, I was raised Catholic. And I'm sure you've had other guests on your show that kind of lost their passion for their religion and because of the dogma. And so when I turned 18, I just 
the, the, that religion did not resonate with me. And in those days, um, I, I took spirituality as religion. So, you know, I turned 18 and my friends, they were, you know, they were out having fun and going to bars and doing all those things. I mean, and drinking age was 18 when I was <laughs> that age. Um, and so I just, I left my religion and I, I totally lost my spiritual path. And I ended up just going for my career and just living my life. And I, eventually I got married. And I, so I spent my entire life, my husband and I have always been in business together since the year we got married. Mm -hmm. And so we just are, and, and we were never able to have children either. And so our business became our baby. And that's what we pretty much lived our life around was our business. And so by the time I got into my fifties, it was like mid fifties, I was so burned out and we had an intention to continue working our business probably until we were 70. I mean, really that was our plan, but I was like, how am I going to make it? Because I just felt so spiritually depleted and burned out on the business, but I had no idea what to do. And so what started for me was a spiritual path. And this was, this goes back to 2015, actually, when I started on my spiritual path, I didn't, my gifts didn't actually wake up for another four years. So I, I'm not like a lot of mediums and psychics where they were children and had these gifts and, and a lot of people ended up shutting them down. I have no memory of that. You know, if I did, I don't mm. remember it. Okay. So all of this happened much later in life for me. And so, yeah, it's really So how old were you again when the, when the mediumship and these spiritual gifts started to turn on for you? So I, I was 60. Now that was 2019. But for the four years before that, I had actually started on a spiritual journey working with an intuitive and a medium. And so it was kind of, you know, I think my guides just put her in my path because mm -hmm. Um, she was actually a feng shui consultant and I didn't even know she was an intuitive. I, she was just putting on a workshop and I, I just, I've always had a mild interest, but I never did anything about it. And it was like a six hours spread over uh, three weeks. And, you know, I thought it's not something like I would normally do. Normally I would be making the excuses. Oh, I don't have time for that. I'm too busy with my business. I, it's an hour away. I can't drive for an hour just to get there. And I didn't do that this time. For some reason, it just resonated. I signed up and found out that, you know, well, first of all, I love the feng shui. And so now I feng shui everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we started working together. She started doing readings and, and they were so good. And we start, we worked together for four years on a regular basis. Every month we would meet and, and she was really helping me become more guided on what I needed to do for my business. But then also in the beginning, I said, you know what, Kim, I need a spiritual teacher because I have not been in this life for so long I left it behind and so I just did like this huge huge deep dive into spirituality and reading everything I could get my hands on and doing all this work and working on raising my vibration which I didn't even realize I was doing at first and so by the time 2019 came around um we had stopped working together but we still remain friends to this day and, um, but I was kind of starting a new path. And so that's when suddenly my gifts awakened, but it was in a, 
it wasn't like a lot of people, a lot of stories that I hear people have this awakening and it's kind of like, bam, you know, it's like this huge event that, you know, could be very emotional, could be almost traumatic, Mm -hmm. you know, that suddenly they're seeing spirit or hearing voices and knowing myself enough, (laughs) I think that probably would have freaked me out a bit. So my guides were very, very gentle with me and it all started with a pendulum. I mean, this simple little tool that a lot of people use, but I had, for some reason, I had never used a pendulum before. And I was like, I saw this interview on Gaia, the Regina Meredith show. She had a guest on that talked about connecting to her higher guidance with a pendulum. And so I just, here again, I like the feng shui workshop. I got curious and without thinking, I just bought the book she recommended. I bought a pendulum. And then the minute I got it, I wasn't, I had no expectations that anything was going to work, but it started responding to me just immediately. And it was very quick. And I started going through all these exercises and I was like, I was showing my husband and he's like, all right, you know, (laughs) you're just moving it. And so it just, it put me on this journey to where I actually connected with the woman that was, that was being interviewed on Regina's show because she was teaching this higher guidance um, life coaching certification course. And I just got really curious about it. And I thought, well, I can't see myself doing that, but I, she had a, like a precursor spiritual kind of course. And so I did the self-study and the more I did it, I did, I did that for the next few months. So toward till the end of 2019, by the end of that, I was convinced that I needed to do this. I need to do her full blown program and my husband's like, you know, when he, we're still running our business, what are you going to yeah. do with this? And I had freed up enough of my time that I just said, well, I can do it on a part-time basis and my guides will let me know what to do with it, <laughs> you know? So that's what I did. And um, so over the next few months I did that. And then I was guided to do the body code energy healing modality. And both of those things I use in my business now, you know, with the harmonic egg and the wellness center. So it it has all come kind of full circle, but this also includes my husband because, you know, we started. I know I was just going to ask what happened to him along the way, because now you have a completely new business together. Yeah. So, you know, again, we were still running our business and he liked what he did. So, but so my friend that I mentioned, the feng shui consultant intuitive, so she had moved to Maui and she was having a retreat and I have neither one of us have ever been to Maui or to Hawaii. And um, I told my husband, I said, I'm supposed to be going to the, our annual convention. I, I don't want to go. I want to go to Hawaii. <laughs> so we ended up both going. And, um, he, you know, so he ended up having his own awakening on Maui. And again, it was very subtle. We didn't even know it was when it was an awakening, but we were on the road to Hana and our guide took out a native American flute and started playing it. And he just, it was like, he, he just kind of stopped and he thought that has got such a cool sound. And he got so enthralled with it that when he got home, he bought one and started teaching himself how to play. And somehow that led to Tibetan bowls and crystal bowls and sound healing. And he started doing his own certifications. Wow. So here, yeah, it was so weird. I'm like, what's the chances that two people in a completely different industry would suddenly be on this spiritual path together? 
And, you know, by that time, you know, several months had gone by and we're still like, well, what are we going to do with this? You know, we can do it on a part-time basis, but this is not like a full business for the two of us to replace the income that mm -hmm. we were making, especially. And that's when we discovered the harmonic egg. So again, listening to a guy interview with the inventor, Gail, um, I just, I heard that interview and I told my husband, you got to listen to this. And we listening, we're listening together and we just kept looking at each other and going, oh my gosh, are we supposed to do this? And so, yeah, then it, it didn't, it, I was ready to do it immediately. I was like, now, you know, when I look at this now, if we can have a harmonic egg and then you do your sound healing, I do my coaching and my, um, you know, my readings and my energy healing. I said, that's a business. And so we both agreed, but it was really not that easy. I mean, you really have to think a lot because where are you going to do it? First of all, we initially, we could have done it in Minnesota, but eventually there was someone coming to Minnesota and to our area. So we couldn't do it there anyway. Um, and so it took us till the end of the year. So that was um, 2020. And so it took us a few months and we did not approach Gail or call her right away because we thought we've got this business we have to sell and she's not going to take it seriously because, you know, it can take a long time to sell a business. But by the end of the year, I just was diving into all of this, you know, just to make sure. And she had a map on her website. It's still there. It's got all the locations where the harmonic eggs are. And I went there in December of 2020. I was, we were about to put our business up for sale in January after the holidays. And it said coming to Chandler, which is another suburb of Phoenix, which is right near Mesa where I am. And so I was just like, oh my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, I started to panic a little bit because I'm about to put my business up for sale. And so I'm looking around other places in the country for where to put it. And, and my guides came in and said, Jean, don't worry about it. The person who is in Chandler is going to drop out. And I'm like, really? <laughs> Am I really supposed to believe that? You know, because I mean, that's a lot of faith. And of course, that was my test. Do you have enough faith to keep going forward with this? Mm. And so two months went by, it was February. That was gone. It was off the website. There was no one coming to the Phoenix area. So I just, told Steve, I said, that's our cue. Let's go. <laughs> so we did, we had an offer on our business right away. We knew we would. Mm -hmm. And then we called Gail and she's like, yeah, absolutely. Cause she vets people who she wants to make sure that they're the right people to do this. And, you know, with the path that we were on, she was, yeah, it was really exciting. So, yeah. So that was then that started wow. just this whirlwind of Okay, so it was like beginning of March, we had an offer on our business, we're like, we got to get to Phoenix and find a place to live because there's, you know, we had to wait a certain amount of time to get the eggs and it would be December before we could get them. But that was perfect because we had the business to sell, we had to move from Minnesota to Arizona. And so we're like, okay, so April 1st, we, we started driving to Arizona to find a home. So it's, so you already decided you haven't even moved there yet. You haven't even really looked at the area. <laughs> Have you, I had mean, you visited there often? Oh yeah. or? Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We would come here for vacations and we really loved it. I, we actually lived in Boise for 15 years, which is a really dry climate mm -hmm. and, uh, and it's very hot in the summer. And I love that climate because we were, we considered 
like Florida, but I hate the humidity. And so it was like, Arizona was perfect. It's where we wanted to be if we were going to do this. And if we were, we had talked about moving south before and, and we were really narrowing it down to, to this area. So yeah, we, we were ready to do that. Um, so we started that, but the day we put our, the day we left for Phoenix to find a home, we put our home up for sale in Minnesota and it sold the same day. So we're like, okay, now we really have to find out. <laughs> there's no turning back <laughs> there's no turning back yeah and it was it was pretty wild because in, in Arizona at that time it was when the housing market was really crazy every home was getting 20 to 30 offers and people were having to pay way over ask and our realtor was like well you know I know I can get you a house but I don't know if I can get you one in the month that you're going to be here because we planned a month and um five days we got a house. <laughs> so everything was clearly very coordinated above. Exactly. <laughs> divinely, divinely coordinated, divinely orchestrated, which yeah. often happens when you're making the right moves in alignment with the call that you were answering. And I think it's really important for people to hear your story because so many people wait and they wait to answer mm -hmm. the call and they eventually get to a point where, oh, well, you know, I'm this age or I don't know if I have enough experience or who's going to like come to me. Like there's just all these excuses that people will come up with uh, or like yourself, they maybe these gifts turn on a lot later in age than one would expect them to. There are so many beautiful um, components to your story that I think a lot of people can take away as highly valuable because there is no late time to start. It's just now it's just now. And for all, you know, you weren't meant to start until later in life. Um, there were specific reasons or lessons you needed to learn, or I'm sure that, you know, having your business for as long as you did helped you get into a very strong position to be successful with your business now there's a lot of components that I think I find, and I'm curious if, if you find this, that within the spiritual um, community and anyone who's driven spiritually, maybe from a healing perspective, uh, that it's very difficult to marry the drive to help others, heal others, uh, assist in any kind of spiritual development and marry that with a business it's very yes. difficult, I find, for a lot of people because they're two opposite energies. One requires much more of a masculine energy, which has the structure and the discipline and the drive and uh, all of the th components that are needed to build something sustainable. But then also the feminine energy needs a container to go into, needs that masculine energy. And so how do you... Um, assist people or help clients who are wanting to move more into a path that is of this nature, but lack the business acumen or understanding just even knowledge on how to start or where to start. Yeah. So, you know, you, you said a lot in that. And so much of that is true. First of all, 
I do believe that I was not meant to have this open up for me until much later in life because there was so much. And I talk about this in my book. I talk about my journey, the limiting beliefs that I had, what and you know how that held me back from really to living up to my true potential, even though we've had a lot of success in our businesses because we've had more than one business all in the same industry, but different types of businesses. And I learned so much because we had sold two companies previous to this and, and went into a different direction with our business. So we had, the, you know, we had 32 years of experience at the time um, that all this started happening in business. So I had a lot, I was always very left brained <laughs> business wise. I'm a Capricorn. So, you know, it just, mm. um, yeah, I mean, that was just how I was and it was all very business oriented. And so we learned so much about that. I know, you know, all, so many different things around business and then selling a business and what that looks like. So <clears throat> all of that experience had to come in to help people with what I'm doing now. And then some of the struggles, personal struggles that I went through, the infertility, um, my mother took her own life. So I've been through some of that. We've had, I've had al alcoholism in my life. So running a business whilst dealing with all of these things too, because, you know, everybody is going through so much at once. It's their personal life. It's their business life. It's trying to figure out what their career is, what their path is. Mm -hmm. And honestly, for most of my life, even though I knew I was living with purpose, because we helped a lot of people with our business, a lot, a lot of business owners, because we ended up, um, we were in the cleaning industry. We had two cleaning, two different cleaning companies that over different periods of time, and we ended up for the previous 15 years with a membership website around education for helping business owners, cleaning business owners become successful in their business and helping them train their employees. So I have that to help people with. I've started businesses so I can help people if they're interested in that. Mm. And so all of that experience, along with the personal challenges that you have to deal with at the same time. It comes into my higher guidance life coaching a lot. So when I'm doing those sessions, I'm I'm using modalities like cards and I'm taken to book passages and things like that. So I get those messages, but my my pendulum work has actually turned into channeling. And so I actually started channeling with the pendulum at first using an alphabet chart. Well, that led to my clear cognizance kicking in. And so now I'm able to channel. I don't need the pendulum anymore. And so when I do these readings, I get the message from the card or the book or whatever. And then I channel a message directly from their guides. And so what I really help people with is getting their life into alignment with their purpose. And, and some people, they already know their purpose, but they're still stuck somewhere. So mm -hmm. I've helped... Um, I have a couple examples in the book of women who are business owners. They love their business, but they were stuck on a certain point. One needed to write a book and she just couldn't do it. She's very ADHD and was all over the place. There was no congruency or no construction to it. And her guides brilliantly took us through a process to create her table of contents. And we're like, oh my gosh, this was so amazing. Um, you know, so those are the kinds of things that need to get in alignment too. So somebody maybe that's even already in business that is stuck in their business and needs some, um, some alignment with that. So a lot of it's about getting people into alignment, whether it's with their career or their personal relationships or, you know, their health or whatever it is. What are some <laughs> of the, the common hurdles that you experience um, with your clients 
that are taking them out of alignment and preventing them from say, turning their gifts into, um, a means to support themselves and to offer, uh, to the world. Um, yeah, well, I, for example, one client that I worked with and, and she's also in the book too. Um, she was, she's really good at facilitating and speaking and she ran a women's networking group. She's very intuitive. Um, but she always kind of held her own self back. She was brilliant at bringing people together and helping people become successful, and so anyway, she was having, she was getting really stuck because she was like, why am I not growing? Why am I not becoming the success that all my friends and clients are becoming? And so she was having her 50th birthday coming up and she decided to have a party and she asked everyone at the party to write down something that they would, something fun that they would like to do with her because she had had a really rough year and she's like, I don't even have any fun. It's just a drudgery, Right. And to her surprise, everybody wrote something down and she started having all these very cool experiences and people were telling her, this is so much fun. You need to turn this into a program. And she did. And she turned it into something called 50 fun things. And now she facilitates it all over the world at retreats. She facilitates it for businesses. She is so lit up. And so she knew she had all these gifts of speaking and facilitating, but it wasn't getting her anywhere. And so now she's developed this program. And so I helped her with really getting her back on track after COVID because during COVID, of course, she lost her business mm -hmm. as a speaker and, you know, there's nobody doing retreats. <laughs> and um, so she kind of let everything slide because one of her dreams was to turn that into a licensing program. Oh. So that she wasn't the only one yeah. out there teaching it mm -hmm. and helping people have more fun. And, and it was becoming customized to people like how to have fun after divorce or after the death of a spouse or, you know, different situations like that. And so, yeah, we went through, we did several, we um, did spend about a few months doing sessions and her guides were just guiding her along the way on how to balance what she was currently doing mm -hmm. with developing this and actually getting this off the ground. And so now that's what she's exactly what she's doing. She's got people that are coming to her now saying, I want to do this. And so she's living her purpose, which, um, you know, is healing so many people really, because so many people have been telling her that their life was just like hers was becoming, it was just like drudgery and they didn't know what to do. And so she's sparking them with so many ideas with this. And so, yeah, it's just, beautiful. I love that. There's a really important takeaway in all of that. I mean, there are quite a few important takeaways and all that, but a really big one that I personally see it, and I, and I resonate with it so much because it's how I've developed my, um, my business and continue to develop it is you can make it whatever you want it to be. There is no specific um, setup that has to go. There's no specific program you have to follow. There's no specific rules you have to stay within. Like you can be the creative channel of your own business and allow it to grow. Now that doesn't mean that you're going to have it all figured out from the get-go from the jump and in fact, I would highly expect you not to, because as you start to move into it and you grow with your own business, 
more you're ready for the next one. You're ready. Then you're ready for the next thing. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really fun to see all of the different healing modalities, um, technology, programs, services that are being uniquely designed and created by the individual because they're following their call and they're being true to their themselves. And we're so unique. We have such an incredible, diverse blueprint within our DNA that allows us to call upon probably multiple past lives of information that is meant for this particular one. But there's always a process in development within your own self, and you can't necessarily miss any steps. And those steps aren't always seen um, to us as we're moving forward. And so you won't ever be able to truly anticipate where it is you're going. You just have to start and begin with something and let it evolve through your own passion and desire and spark of divinity within you that is, again, breathing life into whatever it is that you're choosing to do in that moment. I think that we're starting to see an incredible amount of diversity and expansiveness within what is being offered and available to people than ever before. And I think it's because people are willing to step outside of the box that they've kept themselves in or believe they need to be in in order to create. I've had a few clients myself where they've asked like, oh, I'm thinking of doing this sort of healing or taking this sort of course. And sometimes it's, you know, yeah, that is the next step for you. That feels right. That feels like you should go and develop that. But in other cases, it's like, no, there's something else that's uniquely you. You already have what you need. You don't actually need that course right now. And I think a lot of it comes down to trust. Like you said, faith. Faith is so important on this journey in general. Um, but in order to follow your highest divine path, you have to have faith in yourself. Like you had to have faith to trust that, okay, we're going to do this. We haven't sold our house yeah. yet. And we don't even have a house in Arizona yet, but we're going to do this. And there, you have to be willing to take a few leaps of faith along the way in order yeah. for this to really, truly develop. Yeah. And, you know, I, I distinctly remember when all this started unfolding for me is that I made a decision that I was going to lean in and follow the guidance because I was getting these direct messages from my guides. I was channeling messages from my guides and they're telling me all these things. And I was like, okay, um, I'm just going to do this because what's gotten me to this point has not, I mean, I shouldn't say hasn't served me, but it's, it's, I'm, it's where I'm stuck and I can't get past this. So I'm going to, I'm just going to have faith and follow the guidance. And that's once you start doing that, once you start leaning in and listening and paying attention and following your intuition, which is really just your guide's way of talking to you. Um, that's when things start to flow and that's when the synchronicities start to happen. How, and I, yeah, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but how do you help people discern between intuition and fear because sometimes the voice that we're hearing is the voice of fear or self-doubt and it's not the intuition it can be confusing because there's a there's a very fine line between 
the subtleness of the intuitive guidance coming through, which isn't for the most part, I think it's subtle, but sometimes it's glaringly obvious. It's in your face. Like your guys mm-hmm. are hitting you over with the cosmic two by four and you can't yeah. avoid it. <laughs> but then there's times where you can get in your own head and you can overthink things and you shift out of that state of stillness, which makes it very difficult to really tune in. But when you're making really big life decisions, do you have a tool or any advice to people when they're in that state and it's really difficult to discern between, is this my intuition or is this my self-doubt or fear creeping in? So, yeah, I talk, I I talk about a few different things with people because they're at different stages with where they're at. So for people who just, they, they feel like they don't even have any intuition. So they're just kind of going with what their head is telling them. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I say, well, first of all, get curious because curiosity has made three times in my life. Curiosity has changed my life. The feng shui workshop was one, Mm. the, um, getting the pendulum was another one. And so when you are curious about something, I say, start researching it now, just because, you know, if you start researching and it just feels really good, like I was researching, um, about the higher guidance and I just kept devouring everything I could do. I could read and, you know, doing as much as I could with the pendulum. It just, I got more and more excited and so I knew that was meant for me, but if you start researching and it's like, eh, maybe not, well then let that go. And then, you know, wait for the next thing. But curiosity mm-hmm. is really big. Um, a lot of people are not meditating enough. So I really encourage them to get quiet and meditate. Um, and people are like, well, how do I know it's not my head, you know, my own mind letting, you know, saying something to me, um, Usually, if it's something that you've thought about before, it's going to keep coming in. And so you could be doing a meditation and that thought comes in. That's not your higher guidance. That's just your mind trying to keep you safe, your ego trying to keep you safe, right? But if you're, if you actually can get into some good meditations and something comes in and it's not something you've really thought about or you think, oh, that's a good idea. That's different. You know, that's more of a clue that that's something from your intuition or, or a message from your guides. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. those are a couple of different things. And, you know, I also, um, when I work with people, I, I check their vibration. And so I use the the emotion res- emotional resonance chart from the book Power Versus Force. So yes. you've got you know, 20 Hertz is shame. That's the lowest on the list. So you've got people that are in the emotions they are kind of stuck in those frustration and anger and shame and guilt and all those low vibrations. And I actually use a pendulum chart and I can tell them where they're vibrating. And every time they're like, yeah, that sounds like me. And so when you're vibrating low like that, when you're stuck and frustrated, it's really difficult to connect to your intuition. So if you can raise your vibration, then you're going to be much more connected. Cause as you know, Nicole, like in order to communicate with your guides, they're lowering their vibration. We're trying to raise our vibration so we can kind of meet somewhere in the middle. And so that's really the goal is to have that higher vibration. So if you can get in the vibration of like between five and 600 Hertz, which is love, joy, and peace, then, and you, if you can keep yourself there pretty consistently, I mean, we all have fluctuations obviously, but if you can consistently keep your vibration higher and you do have a meditation practice or you're just paying attention, 
it's not even necessarily meditation. It's just paying attention to the signs because we so often ignore them when we're in these lower frequencies. So now suddenly you're noticing the numbers or you're noticing a synchronicity. And, you know, I, I mentioned my friend, um, her name is Teresa with the 50 fun things. Um, we had a really big synchronicity happen that, and she's so aware of synchronicity. She watches for them and that leads, that helps her with her guidance. She, she follows the synchronicities. I was telling her about the book and that I wanted to have free women included in the book. And I was going to do readings. The books, the readings are actually in the book. So you can see what it looks like to get that channeled message from your guides. And as I was talking about it, I kept talking about alignment and I probably said it three times or something. And she's finally just stopped me. She's like, Jean, I just got to stop you right there. And she's like, you know, I have a word every year. Well, guess what my word is? <laughs> and of course it was alignment. And she's like, you don't have to say anything else. I'm in. <laughs> so she took that as a really big synchronicity that she was meant to be a part of yeah. this book. Yeah. And I think, you know, for people, if they're struggling on how to, maybe they're new to this and they don't know, or, you know, we all have low points where we're struggling to get into a higher vibration or to raise our vibration, uh, because we can forget our fundamentals, uh, along the way. But I think the easiest way is dance, singing, or laughing. If you can do yeah. any of those three, within minutes, you will raise your vibration. And then like, once you're in that state, ask your question, ask yeah. your question and see what answers you get. Because I think that anything fun, <laughs> and this is why I think your friend, Teresa really <laughs> nailed it. And why yes. it, it, things shifted so quickly is because she literally chose something that was all about fun. Yeah. So she was constantly in a state of vibration that was going to build uh, the, the destiny in the future that she's been called to. Yeah. And what's really funny is she loves to dance. So, yeah. and she does, um, um, a form of exercise that's half dance. So, and what's, it's funny too, because when I was starting to go through this at the beginning, my guides kept telling me, get some music on and dance. You got to raise your vibration. <laughs> and so I'd be dancing by myself in my office. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's why I've used in a lot of my meditations that I've created uh, in my alchemy program, as well as just the ones I release on my website. Um, oftentimes I'll use a very high vibration music, meaning it's fun or it's exciting. You know, I think that if your cells are dancing and your cells are smiling, that is just the epitome that that is the place to be when you're wanting to manifest anything. Yeah. And that's also the place to be when you're looking for answers or needing guidance and getting the clear messages directly towards you you know, you've, you mentioned that you've got two harmonic eggs and I think this is really cool. And I know some, some people that are in my alchemy program, they've gone to, well, they've been to your um, center and others have gone to ones close by them, uh, and have had very interesting experiences with the harmonic egg. Do you, what was, what are some of the experiences of either you or your clients that can, be shared with the audience to help them understand how the harmonic egg works and what are some of the potential results? Yeah. So, well, first of all, it's sound and colored light therapy. So the sound is music and we have 
over 60 pieces of music that we use and people come to us for everything from um, illness and disease to emotional issues and trauma to spiritual experiences. A lot of people will have spiritual experiences in the egg. And so the music we choose is based on the instruments in the music because different instruments have different effects on the different organs, glands, and systems of the body. And of course, we all know how different colors make us feel. And so we use different colors for specific things. So for example, if someone is working on digestive issues, we're probably gonna use green, orange, and yellow which follow the chakras. So, you know, orange and yellow is most of the digestive system. So, you know, that kind of an example there. Now we, we start by working on the autonomic nervous system, just getting people into a state of deep relaxation and get them out of fight or flight. So many people don't even realize that they're in fight or flight. And, um, you know, I've got one client that, I mean, sometimes you just see this visible difference. You can actually see it before they walk in the first time before they walk in to when they come out. It's like amazing. But this one gal came to us and she had so much stress and she was so tight that her hands were literally just tight like this. And she could barely straighten them without, you know, it was just, she was holding all this stress in her hands and you could see it in her face. And she decided to come, she just does our monthly membership. And so she comes in every month. And she also, um, we were also working on tinnitus for her, which that's a tricky one to work with. But, um, Right now, she's been coming to us for, I think, about six months, and she is the most relaxed person now. I mean, I we actually just had the gal, she referred us to the gal who does her hair, and she told me yesterday, she's like, oh my gosh, the difference in how she holds herself in the chair, she's so relaxed now, she's not like all tensed up. And, and now she's actually interested in another healing modality that my husband does, Quantum Touch, and she's taking a course and doing her own healing. And so it's just, you know, for the stress part of it, if you can keep your body out of the high stress mode, that's when your body can actually start to heal itself. So people come in, they want to heal from whatever illness they're having, but first we've got to work on the stress because your, your digestive system is slowed down. Your adrenals are on overload. We have to get all of those things into homeostasis and then work on what it is you want to work on. Um, so I kind of, you know, for people that don't really understand energy healing and how this is working, I, I, I use the example of if you break your bone, let's say you break your arm, you go to the doctor and they, um, the doctor is going to set the bone and then put it in a cast. So now your arm is in an environment where it can heal itself. We all believe that we can heal from cuts. We believe that our bones can heal themselves because we've seen that happen, but we have a hard time believing that we can, you know, heal ourselves from other things. But the, the egg is putting you in this environment where it works at the cellular level. So you've got sound waves, you've got color light waves that move through water very easily. So it's moving through our bodies, which are mostly water. And so people will experience things like tingling or twitching and, you know, feel the energy. Some people don't feel anything and that's fine too, but um, it's, it's the energy that is facilitating your healing. Your body is actually what's doing the healing. The egg is not doing the healing. We're just giving you that environment, that optimal environment where your body starts to heal. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And I think we underestimate how important our environment is 
to our ability to thrive. (laughs) I think it's highly underestimated because if you're constantly in a situation or an environment where you are under a lot of stress or you've got a lot of um, stressful relationship issues around you, or there's just, it's, it's very difficult for you to actually be successful and thrive in all the areas that you want to, because your environment is not allowing you to sustain an energetic vibration that can allow for that stuff to find you or to build uh, for you to even have the desire energy. So environment is, is extremely important. And that makes a lot of sense. That- well, you know, and t- speaking about vibration, we, you know, we talked a lot about that. The, the harmonic eggs have a very high vibration, much higher than we humans do. And so people that come in on a regular basis, they are raising their vibration with every session. And so over time, if they keep coming back, their body learns what homeostasis is supposed to be so it stays in that mode much quicker they're raising their vibration their and their intuition actually increases because we've had acupuncturists and massage therapists come in and they're like oh my gosh I feel like my intuition is just really kicking in because I know what to do for my client and so that's really important too so and, and and again, it's just the more that you put yourself in an environment that will stimulate that response, you now have something to measure against in a sense that mm-hmm. you have a remembrance. Yeah. And so you almost have to create a remembrance for this lifetime that will then also have a trickle effect past the time space barrier that allows you to start remembering past lives, um, all different kinds of uh, particular gifts or knowledge, wisdom, things that are needed to be brought through. I know for myself that um, over the last six months, information from the times of Egypt uh, around the sexual, sacred sexual energies has all been coming through for me. And it's what I've been channeling into a lot of my work and into a new course and a book that I'm beginning to write as well. And again, this is happening 25 years into my journey of spiritual development, you know, and it's only because I've allowed myself to keep following the call. And sometimes I don't know where it's going. And sometimes I'll follow the call. And it's only a short lived moment for some of those things that I'm exploring, but they were necessary on the journey to get me to where I am now. So it's, it's hard because we as humans are so linear and we're, we're always thinking that there's got to be a clear one cut purpose to everything that we do, but there can be a very multidimensional set of purposes that won't reveal itself until much later down the road. And you have to just be open to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, that obviously I'm living proof. <laughs> so, yeah. and with your book so your book is now available where can people find your book um it's on my website at jeanhanson.com j-e-a-n-h-a-n-s-o-n it's also on amazon so you can download it as a kindle or or purchase the book and i believe it's on um, barnes and nobles for a download and um, some other sites yeah but most people get it off of amazon and this is kind of geared to help people connect to their spirit guides to help them align with their purpose 
Yeah, to show them that, well, first of all, what, what we've just been talking about, that that you can change your life at any point. You can trust, if you start trusting and, and having faith and following that guidance, you can transform your life if you feel like you're stuck or that there's something missing. For me, it was always something was missing. Mm -hmm. And so it just, it's, it's very, it gives people a lot of hope. And it also helps people to understand what it's like to actually follow the guidance. There's so many different examples of how that works, whether it was me, you know, listening to the synchronicities and getting the curiosity or even just doing a session and getting those direct messages and seeing how that, like, for example, how that worked for Teresa and how she was able to make these small steps. And, you know, it's not like it just happens overnight. Now it happened very quickly for me, but the actual process of me getting to this point started in 2015. Yeah. So it was, I had to do the work on myself first and, you know, start getting more into that positive uh, frame of mind. And so, and starting a meditation practice, all of that stuff that I was doing was leading me up to where I could have this awakening. So, you know, if you want to be able to connect, start some sort of spiritual practice, whether it's meditation or just getting quiet or having a gratitude practice. Um, I, you know, what I've found in everything that I do, eventually what started happening for me that I noticed was I wasn't getting triggered so easily and, you know, I wasn't getting, and, and I wasn't holding on to things for so long. And people talk about this with the egg too, when they come in, so many people have said, oh my gosh, you know, I used to just get triggered and hold on to it till the next day. And now it's gone in a couple of hours or less, you know, so just putting yourself in the space of, um, having that more positive mindset that things are being, um, you know, you are being guided and you just have to start paying attention. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also important for people to hear, well, there's a couple things I want to say here. That, which one do I start with first? Because <laughs> I heard something really cool today that I think is valuable. I'll go to that second. If you've started something and then walked away from it because maybe it wasn't successful, it didn't work out, you tried, it just didn't succeed. Um, or you started it half started, but then for whatever reason you got called away, it doesn't mean that that's not a worthy calling still. It doesn't mean that you still can't do it. Timing is really everything. The more you start to understand this journey and realize that timing can be very important mm -hmm. to the success of something just because you've started something and it wasn't successful the first time, or maybe even the second time doesn't mean it can't be successful the third time. Uh, you may have more knowledge. You may have the right person walk into your life. That's going to give you some guidance or help you, or maybe it's the right location or, you know, whatever it might be. Maybe you're in a much better environment now for it to succeed. I think there's so many different factors. And I think we get caught up in this. Well, it failed once. That means it was a no. I, I called it, it was failed. It was a no. Well, no, just maybe it wasn't the right time to start, or maybe you were meant to start and you learned something from there. And then you're meant to like restart it later down the road. Uh, there's so many different uh, possibilities within that. And I think it's important for people to understand that, that just because you followed the call and it didn't work out the first time, doesn't mean it won't work out the second or the third time. And 
The other thing that I would love for people to understand, because I think this is a really big factor in keeping people from pursuing their heart's desires or the call that they hear whispered, (laughs) whispered uh, within the chambers of their own heart, possibly whispered to them in their dreams is that if you're doing something and you're struggling with it, and again, maybe you're that person who really loves the healing components or the spiritual components, you know, whatever it might be, maybe it's the technology components, the modalities that you're working with, but the business aspect is very difficult for you. And you keep focusing on all of the reasons why you don't like this, or you don't like that. You know, maybe it's like you're learning, uh, social media, or maybe it's you're learning how to build a website, or maybe it's, you know, certain technological things that you're struggling with that you just can't seem to wrap your head around. You've got to always refocus your energy away from what you don't like and refocus it into what you do like, and eventually into what you love and just keep like, but what do you love? What do you love? And if you need to write it down, you know, as a reminder, journal it, write it down and get back into that state of what you love to do, because there's a reason why you even felt the call to begin with. And you've got to reconnect with that love that will give you the drive to move through the challenging components that you're absolutely going to face. You will not be doing this without any challenge. Just because it's what you're called to do doesn't mean you won't experience challenges and obstacles and hurdles to overcome. Those things are there to make you stronger and to show you what you're capable of. And so I think that it's also helpful to remind yourself to tune out of all of the things that you don't like when you're trying to build something like this or move in this, move in any direction that your heart is calling you or that you're following the whispers um, that you hear perhaps in your dreams that you can often get so stuck on putting your energy into all of the things that you don't like and basically reinforcing the reason why you shouldn't do it, which is the ego. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's what the (laughs) ego wants you to believe. And you lose sight of where the soul has been guiding you and wants you to refocus your energy into the love. Yeah. And, and that's one thing that I learned the hard way until all this started unfolding for me. So I, when I made that decision to lean in, I started spending a lot of time on it. And honestly, thank God I had built my team And, you know, when I was working with my intuitive friend, I didn't realize I was, I was transforming my business to prepare for me to be able to step away. So I didn't have to be there day in and day out anymore. And I could do those things that I really love doing. And so that really kept me going that I was able to spend enough time on what I really love doing in this new business. Um, That, yeah, I mean, the challenges, the other challenges, I'm like, okay, so you know, you've done these things before. So what are you going to do to solve it? You're going to get some help or what, you know, what's it going to be? And then when you can get over that hurdle, over that challenge, you feel so much better about everything. Um, And then I I wanted to, to mention when you were talking about the timing. So a lot of people that read my book, they read this whole story about how I started with the pendulum. And some people will say, well, I've used a pendulum before and it didn't work for me or, you know, it worked. It would give me yes, no answers, but you know, it, it didn't guide me to the right place or I, you know, I failed and all these different negative things would happen. I'm like, well, 
you were probably not digging deep enough and asking the right questions. Maybe you weren't even asking questions. Maybe you're saying, should I do this or should I do that? And, you know, there's so much more. It's so much deeper than that. And one of the questions that I tell people is, is this, you know, let's, let's use an example of a course that you want to take. Um, I've got, I'm working with someone right now that is considering becoming a meditation teacher. And it's like, there's these different options. It's like, well, should I do this one or this meditation class? And it's like, well, you can, you know, you can probably get a yes on both. So now what do you do? Now you got to start asking more questions Mm -hmm. and you can say, well, to what degree would I, you know, would this be in my highest interest? And you can actually get a percentage. You know, maybe you get 90% on one and 60% on another. Um, But, you know, I had, excuse me, I had someone that was asking about moving and she she was considering two completely different states, different cities. And I was getting a, you know, we were getting a yes on both. And so I asked the timing question and we ended up drilling it down to, she's supposed to move to the city now or, you know, within the near future. And it would be probably at least five years before she should move to the other. So she is supposed to move to both, but not at the same time. So, you know, she could have just said, well, that doesn't make any sense. So I give up. (laughs) Well, and this is so important. And I get this question. I get not this question, but I get this um, often when I'm doing readings with people is I have to help them formulate their question because your answer mm-hmm. can only be as good as your question is. Exactly. And so really getting intentional with what it is that you want to extrapolate uh, from, from the universe uh, in, in, as guidance is really important and getting clear about what is it that you need to know. And timing is a great factor to build into your questioning. Yeah, timing. And also, do you need more information? So Mm -hmm. that going back to like the course, Mm -hmm. so you could ask, do I have enough information? And maybe you're going to get a no. So you got to start digging in, you need to use your own discernment. Don't just say, Oh, I'm going to muscle test it, or I'm going to use the pendulum and get my answer. You have to make that decision. You've got to research. You've got to see what resonates with you. You know, maybe the maybe one um, has doesn't have the right times for the classes. Even you know, look at all the little nitty gritty details of of each one to what one would you know whichever one is going to work best for you. Because a lot of times you'll get you know answers that if you do the degree, well, one's eighty percent and one's ninety percent. Well. I'm not automatically going to go with 90% on that. <laughs> They're too close. Yeah. So there's, there's variables to consider. No, there are, there are. And I mean, ultimately life is a choose your own adventure kind of a book, you know, mm-hmm. like it really is. And you can open one door and you can then go and explore. And then maybe you decide, yeah, it's time to open the other door and go, go into that one. And, and I, and I don't think that there's necessarily a wrong answer. There might be ones that delay certain outcomes, but everything's choice. And it really is just an experience that we're down here to explore. So I think we put too much pressure on ourselves to choose the right one at the right time. And Mm -hmm. sometimes what you believe is the right thing in the right time isn't what your higher self believes is the right time or right you know, and so there's, there's just so many things to consider and you have to be really, truly open. 
Yeah. And you know, the, the one client that I'm working with, um, is that, that it actually is like thinking about the meditation teacher thing. So, um, he's actually, he, he was on this path and was really excited and had, you know, was starting to get a clear picture, but still didn't have the full picture. And then all of a sudden a relationship issue came in and really brought him down and his vibration just dropped and he's getting into a, you know, very depressed state and was, I think was on the verge of just letting that whole dream of his future go. And, you know, gently the guides gave him the messages that he needed to start bringing him up and have him realize that if you're going to start teaching people, you know, about a spiritual journey, about how to get out of um, problems with their meditation practice, because we all get stuck in our meditation mm -hmm. practice at some time, right? Well, mm -hmm. what's the story behind that? You have to have those experiences yourself in order to be able to teach this to people, because we all know that people learn by their by the stories. And I get pulled into, you know, a lot of the guides that I work with, with my clients, they pull me in because I've had experience in whatever issue that they're going through. And it helps to not just get the message from the guides, but to talk to someone who has been through something similar and to realize that you can come out of it on top. You just have to, you know, stay the course and, you know, work your way through that. But when he realized that, oh my gosh, I can really use this story in you know, my teachings down the road, then it was like, okay, I get it, you know? And so now he's back on the path again. Yeah. 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 And it's, and, and, and experience is your greatest teacher, <laughs> Yeah, <that's> <laughs> you know, sure. and that's the more you live it, the better of a teacher you become for others to teach that, um, and hold, hold their hands or, uh, provide the guidance that they may need in that moment to choose their path. So, uh, Gina, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for coming on. Please let my audience know if they'd like to get in contact with you, inquire about any of the services you're offering, or even more about the harmonic egg, uh, where can they reach you? Yeah. So I mentioned the book earlier at jeanhanson.com. Um, our wellness center is realignyourlifeaz.com. And so that's where we have the harmonic egg and we also do have our other services and I also, on Instagram, I'm at Jean Hansen Healer. So you can find me on Instagram. Perfect. Thank you so much. And to my audience, I hope that you found this information helpful. Uh, you know, we're always searching for what's ahead in our path, what's next, and being able to find that place of stillness to really kind of raise your vibration so that you can get into a state where the answers are much more clear to you to know that no matter where you are on your journey right now, today is a new day. What are you going to do with it? There's always an opportunity. There's never a, it's too late or you're left behind. There, there, there's none of that uh, necessary to allow to seep into your reality when you are willing to be the co-creator of whatever your day is willing to unfold in. And that is really up to you to choose. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. If you enjoyed it, please leave a comment um, in the comments below on YouTube or in the Q&A and Spotify. And share this episode with your friends and family because I'm sure there are people out there who are feeling a little lost, feeling like they need some guidance. I think this episode might be very helpful to them. I love you guys and I'll be back with you next week. 
Thanks again for joining me for another show on the Enlighten Up podcast. I love you guys so much for all of your continued support. So remember to raise your vibe, find your tribe and be open to the infinite possibilities held in the mysteries that surround us all. Thanks again for sharing the show with your family and friends. And if you're new to the show and you need to find out more information about me, please head on over to my website, NicoleFrolic.com, where you can join my newsletter. And please follow me on Instagram, Telegram, and YouTube. Keep your light bright and I'll see you next week.